0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to season three, the premiere of season three of Josh Wallow's Broadway. You can't see it right now, but Alan is dancing. He's dancing. And also, fun fact, he had a European hornet infestation, I guess, at his place in Long Island. Um, He's showing it to me. Um, He saved, he kept one of them. It's, it's no longer with us, but, um, this thing is like at least an inch long. It is terrifying. It is like, thank goodness Halloween is right around the corner because that is the scariest shit I have ever seen. Hi, Hey, Josh. How are you? I'm good now that I don't have any more European hornets in my ceiling. Jesus, European hornets. You know, I've always found Europeans to be like sexier than anybody else on earth. Like but you I would should
0: just be the size of their stingers.
1: Uh, oh, but um bump bump. You can catch us in the cat skills all next week. <laughs> um so I'm so excited. First of all, thank you to our Patreon community. Without all of y'all, um season three would not have happened. So We are in your debt. We love you. I'm so excited. Uh, The first Zoom call of Zoom party of the season is happening tomorrow. I can't wait to see everybody. Um, But this first episode is very, very, very special to me. As you know, um, Alex Wise is a dear friend of the show. And he and Ben Fankhauser have uh, written a new musical. It's the first musical opening, new musical opening in New York since the shutdown. So we have uh, the cast, um, him, Brianna, and Ben. And I can't wait to share all that with you. And also speaking of upcoming shows and things that I think um, are important. Right now, I think it's so important to support whatever artists you can. And if you're- In any way you can. In any way you can. um, Including Venmoing me $50,000 that I can't give back. But- um, (laughs) So one artist, a dear friend of mine, Allison Gwynn, we were in Hair Together on Broadway. We played Opposite Together on Broadway in Hair. She also was on in On the Town on Broadway. Her show, The Incredible, The Legacy of Daisy Dean, is going to be at Green Room 42 on November 4th at 7 p.m. Um, she plays... Uh, the the auto harp she's remarkable at it and um she's just incredible i highly suggest it um but in the meantime thank you for joining us for season three and here's the show hmm. josh swallows josh swallows Okay, so if you're listening and not watching, you have to know, we are in a meeting room above the Daryl Roth Theater where the brilliant, a commercial for Regina Comet is playing. We are six feet away at a long table. It's like that scene in Mommy Dearest when she's like, I own 50% of this company or whatever. Like, you're all fired. <laughs> um, but it also has a schoolroom feel, like there's an American flag. I was like, should I make everybody do the Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> um, and so everybody knows we're being really, really fucking safe. We have a COVID safety manager here who's taking pictures. But that's okay. This is not an equity production. Um, <laughs> Wait, it's not? Is that- <laughs> I is need that to call my agent. No, the, the show, my well, show. Oh, well, your well, show well, is super it's, equity. It's com- so uh, equity. Yeah. I think I'm so, getting your points. Alan. <laughs> Get a, yeah. <laughs> get a shot of, look at this. This is the show that you need to come see. A commercial jingle for Regina Comet. I wonder who wrote it. Could it be Alex Wise and Ben Fankhurst? Hi. Hi.
2: Oh, no.
1: And Bria Marie. Yes. Brianna Marie. You play Regina Comet. I do. You are out of this world. Go on. I will. I'm obsessed with you. Not only are you... Fucking hilarious! See, but
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what's funny is no one ever
3: said you weren't no, it was hilarious. Only me. It was only
2: me. You're the
1: funniest person. I but know. You're so funny, and your voice. Thank you. I mean, it's insane. I I imagine you being a baby, and instead of crying, just being like,
2: hey
1: <laughs> and your parents being like, "We're gonna exploit the shit out of this." <laughs> Our babies can't be. No, a star. they
2: wanted me to be a lawyer or, or a nurse. That's yeah. my yeah.
1: mom wanted me to be a cantor. And um, a church? I, well, I will send Yeah, like, and you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yes. that's not this room me. Is temple. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, temple.
1: yeah, but uh obviously that didn't happen, and Thank I'm a God. big disappointment to all. Um, <laughs> I continue to forward. be
3: disappointed by you every day, Josh. It's
1: so hard no. for you for me having you so far away. Way. I just I I'm like a little baby that can't reach his mommy <laughs> I know. Um so Ben and Alex, how do you guys know each other?
0: Well, we grew up together in Cleveland, Ohio. Right.
1: Were That's you guys right. like frenemies? That when the JCC did Little Women, Were you oh, both up we were. No, <laughs> no no How
0: repetitive no actually
3: yeah we, we were both wanted the role of
0: Joe March. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. No, we were not frenemies. We were uh, Alex is a year or two older than me, and well clearly yeah, well, yeah.
3: Yes. and it shows no around sense. my eyes especially. Mm-hmm. No
1: offense, but you need to moisturize. No, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> seriously, um, okay. Yeah, and we did um,
0: you know some youth theater together, and I feel like I always looked up to Alex. Alex. Oh. I would never tell him that but Oh I feel come like I on
1: That's Alex. really sweet. Yeah. What youth theater did you do together?
3: Heights Youth Theater, we mostly did and also Stagecrafters a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, I
1: want the name of the shows. Oh, oh. Oliver.
3: We were built above the title and we were. Oliver. <laughs> yeah, no no no. We, we both I think when we met is when we did Oliver together. Yeah. Um I was probably you know 13 or so you were I guess 12 yeah something like, um, that. something like that
0: give or take a few months yeah Alex was Fagin I was in the ensemble what with a featured role
1: okay we're, yeah you right were I Noah were, were you Noah, Noah Claypole that's yes.
0: right right and I was Fagin because I
3: couldn't find an adult and they were like this is a small Jewish character actor <laughs> yeah. and I was like I'll do it and my voice had
0: just changed and as Ben and the tells old, the story he <laughs> yeah, the old age makeup he had blackout and every other
1: tooth of course he, so he did,
3: did.
0: Like, yeah he really tried full fantasy
3: did You, you know, that
1: huge like bang gay box of like you know when you it's like a fly, fishing like, tackle box and yeah. you
0: open it and it's full of
1: makeup and you write all the shows that you're in like on the sign. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Reed did you do shows growing up too say it again did you do junior theater and stuff growing up
2: um, I didn't, I did a million choirs. I did girl all, cause I went to an all girls private school. So I did the all girls choir. I did the women's choir at church, the gospel choir, the teen choir. Oh and God. I did varsity singers, which was our show choir.
1: That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I also lettered in choir exactly. and my mom was like, do you want to let him in jacket? And yeah. I was like, do you want me to get <laughs> murdered? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm, yes. I'm only bisexual right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, no, not, not at all. And I did Oliver when I was a kid at San Diego junior theater, I was oh. the knife grinder, um, but I couldn't sing. Many knives to grind. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I couldn't sing it because it was so low. Right. So I like sure. took it up the octave. I was like, any knives to grind. really And aesthetic. just like Stop. super pingy with like a little riff. And oh. Um, oh my God. yeah, are we being too loud? Not
3: you. Okay. Just the COVID people over here. I
1: like hearing them laugh. I it's told them nice. to be quiet. <laughs> You're a mean guy. I know. Yeah,
3: we need them. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep us safe. But, you know, we want clean <laughs> That's audio. It. That's where it is. We want clean audio.
1: I know I want you guys to laugh. Please. I've been t- my cats won't even look at me anymore. I'm so lonely. My nobody's retweeting my shit. It's really depressing. And so awful. please laugh at me.
3: You should yell more online. People will <laughs> yeah. <are> retweet yeah. <laughs> yeah. you. Just start getting like violently yelling or and just then you'll then tweeting will talk.
1: things like spread love and kindness. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like a heart emoji and then everybody <laughs> will be works. like you're so Positive, and I'm like, I was going to take my life this morning, but now I won't. <laughs> oh, <okay, okay>. um, good. <laughs> when did you guys t- like? What made you come up with this oh, idea? Yes.
3: I well, this. I think. Well, I I remember I was uh, uh I think uh, I I was leaving an audition that had gone quite poorly, probably at the end of. 2019. Mm -hmm. And Ben and I, you know, we grew up together and then, um, you know, we were really close, I think, in college. And then um, through our 20s, we were doing so many different things and, you know, kind of on our own paths. And then we were really brought back together and became very close again when we did the show, The Flamingo Kid. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the story of our friendship. And I think the two of us were also very interested in a story about friendship and about collaborating because we... Had experience as collaborators and as friends who were close and not close at times, and and I think that was just a um, a poignant story to us. And so um, we, I called him after this audition and said, "Hi, I hate my career. Please write something with me." I remember Ben said to me, "Like I'm not a writer," and I said, "You are absolutely wrong about that, and I will show you how wrong you are." And because uh, Ben is so brilliant, um, just so brilliant and clever, and unbelievable with music especially but also just one of the most naturally funny people that I know. So um, we started writing mostly just about friendship and about performing and we and we thought well w- we want to do something together but no one wants to just watch the two of us who's the third person who's mm-hmm. on stage with us mm-hmm. and we kind of dreamed up this thing about how could two friends, have this um, explosive moment over something we thought it'd be really funny to write something about something inconsequential, like a commercial jingle, Mm -hmm. but make it this Mm life-altering moment for three characters. Mm -hmm. So how can we take something so small and make it feel so big? And so we um, kind of found our way through many um twisty avenues to this story of three people who were at this crossroads in their lives and about them collaborating being creative finding themselves going in and out of friendship all the things that felt really important to Ben and me.
0: Yeah. You, yeah, it's it's funny that you tell that story about like having a uh, audition go wrong and call me up of like I remember you if I may Please. being nearly in tears being like no one wants to hear from me, which is insane Mm. because you're so gifted and unbelievable. And like just, and, and, you know, we had just closed this show and we were in between gigs and you know how it is. It's you're mostly unemployed. So we were like, we're sick of waiting for the phone to ring. We're sick of waiting for auditions. We want to make something. And you know, the element of like relevance, the, the ultimate question is like, have, have we lost our relevance? Like where do we fit in, in the business? And so channeling that through, Regina's character Mm -hmm. was really cathartic for me and, and helpful to sort of like work that out among the themes of friendship and collaboration, creativity. And, um, I remember like our first idea of what we could make together was like some concert. We were like, maybe we'll do like a 54 below show. And yeah, we'll that do was the first idea. Or something. <laughs> That's and then where it quickly oh, evolved into a story and a book musical and right. a three-hander. And before we knew it, this musical had poured out of us. And um,
2: I have a question. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I think it's, re- uh, for your listeners, I am a black woman. And I find it really amazing that two Jewish boys sat down and wrote a show that is sort of a vehicle for a black woman. Yeah. And I wondered if you had always had that or if that came out of the pandemic or like, was that always the idea?
0: That was always the idea. That was
3: always the idea. Amazing. I think there's something in wanting to be heard and not being heard, Mm -hmm. that I feel in myself as a gay man. Mm -hmm. I think Ben and I both feel in ourselves as performers, sometimes as Jews. And I think that we can recognize in a black woman's story. And so we thought that's another great way to bring that story to the forefront. And also, I mean, that's a great way to do a three-hander that feels like there's a variety of people and a mm-hmm. variety of voices, a variety of stories, mm-hmm. that feels um, honest and exciting. Yeah. I think, and yeah. so that's what we wanted to do.
2: Yeah, love your work. <laughs> love your work, well, and it's
1: beautiful. Especially like Brie, how you play the role. Um, for our listeners at home, it's um, the show's about Regina Comet, who was a major, major star. And now is at that point in her career where she's not as relevant and she has a fragrance coming out, and they need to make a jingle for mm-hmm. the fragrance where these two hilarious men come in. And but there Regina Comet.com.
3: Yeah, come to <laughs> Regina Comet.com.
1: Um, but it wasn't negative, it's so positive in how you portray it, and it's just like a breath of fresh air and something that we don't see in theater every day, because I think conflict becomes such a big part of this. Mm -hmm. And it's just an incredibly talented woman making her way in this business um, in hilarious ways. Um, One of my favorite parts of the show, I think is when you and Ben are sitting and I think you like ask him if he's straight or something. <laughs> yes. or like you're like, oh, I just I thought that you were scary. gay. And he's yes. like, no, I'm straight. I just identify as gay culturally. <laughs> like that is one of the best, most hilarious <laughs> lines I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Life And also, I don't want to get the name of the song wrong. Um, and the playbill um, is hilarious. The Overture from Gypsy. Um, the right. exit music from Stomp.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the actual Overture from Gypsy. It just has the same title. And we're not sure who named it, you know. It's pure coincidence. Um, it's a total coincidence that yeah. it was named the Overture from Gypsy. But, you know, it's Ugh, just well, a coincidence. The yeah. Girl
1: Beneath the Lasers. Uh, you loved it. I cried.
2: Oh, my God. It was spectacular. Well, you know when we when they brought me on board, they said, you know, we've written, we've tailored the show for us, our our humor, our comedy, our timing, and we want a collaborator, which meant a lot to me because. I always have very strong thoughts and opinions about what I'm working on and Mm -hmm. I don't always get to voice them. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to be in a room where the guys were just like, tell us what you think about this journey. And no one's going to know it better than me who has to track it scene to scene. And they said, you know, Girl Beneath the Lasers, we really want to have a moment where we get to see her vulnerability. Um, She's very much on the whole show, but we need to see a moment where she gets to identify with... um, other other man. Man, man too. too. Man too. <laughs>
3: ben plays Man too and I play Other Man.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Those are our character names. <laughs> and it um,
2: so it meant a lot to be able to sort of open up, break open in that, in that song. And it's tricky. It's really tricky because there's lots of tricks and and surprises in that song. But um, I think it's been doing what it's supposed to, just dropping in a dose of reality in the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Goes, this is why we're all here let's remember why we're here. We, relevance, meaning, purpose, which is why we're all in the room anyway as artists. So yeah. it's really cool.
1: Well, also, like, don't we all have those experiences of, like, what it means to be on stage, what it means to get a laugh, like yeah. how that fills part of you. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's so, so beautifully done. Now, how did you end up meeting Alex and Ben?
2: I, uh, over over Zoom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They, well, they reached out to me about this in what? Like not that long ago. <laughs> like maybe like four months In the yeah. spring or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. And um, they, I had been sent the script and this is funny. Can I say? Yeah. So I read it and I was like, mm, pass. Because, <laughs> 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 because, because Regina was not fully fleshed out yet. And I said, I don't know if it's right. And I don't know, I don't know these guys. So I didn't know they were going to be so wonderful and warm and open to change. And they reached out and said, um, Can we have a Zoom? Can we talk about this? So we got on the Zoom and we spent about an hour just discussing uh, the character. Mm-hmm. And they were so warm and sweet and their little smiles and their little Jewish faces. (laughs) And I just was like, I came, I remember I came out of the closet and my uh, husband went, how'd they take it? And I went, well, I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I fell in love with them. And I knew the room would be so warm. And after having a a year and a half off, all you want to do is be in a a room with people who value your voice Mm -hmm. and your talent and respect each other. So... I'm so happy we took it. But we literally met maybe four months ago on Zoom. Wow. Yeah,
3: yeah we just, we knew Bree's work and we're huge. <laughs> yeah. And we were just huge fans of what you do. And we were trying to think of who who would be someone who could bring what we wanted. And also we knew we, we, we really wanted, we wanted to meet you too, because we wanted someone who had strong opinions and mm-hmm. who had a point of view. And the fact that you initially passed was like, okay, well, that makes Ben and me want to step up. What can we do to make this better? How can we, like the same, you kind of said this, but the same way we tailored our roles to us, we hadn't yet had a collaborator mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. To, yeah. to do that for. And we needed someone to bring their experience and personality and what's funny on Brie. And then we can write toward that and make Regina all that she is. And yeah, that was like the you. missing yeah.
0: piece of the puzzle. And, and even in our meeting too, like you're such a funny person. We knew that you were going to be able to like – just do such great things with the material just because of like who you are.
2: Well, that's one thing I'm really proud of is you guys are so funny. They're so funny. And in the (laughs) rehearsal room, they get all the laughs. And I remember (laughs) being in rehearsal and going, oh, I'm not funny. I'm not funny. They've got it worked out. But it actually, what I'm hearing from people is that our brands of comedy actually meld really well together. They're very complimentary. Especially in the way of the story of me being the pop star and y'all being the Two writers that have known each other forever. Um, it really works. So I, I'm very, I'm very proud of the show. I put on my Instagram yesterday, I was like, if I told you to come or not to come during previews, I changed my mind. <laughs> and, um, Cause I just think what we built is so awesome and special and um really nice right now in this time. People want to laugh, people want to feel happy, yeah. you know? And this is a show that does it.
1: It was so nice. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, this I mean, for for everyone. Including- including you fellow listeners that, I mean, what a terrible, terrible fucking like 19 months Mm. or however long eternity this has been, you know, the majority of it spent in my apartment Mm -hmm. with my stupid cats that won't cuddle me, (laughs) you know, and, um, not just sitting in a theater, but literally forgetting your problems Mm. You know, like walking in, being like, oh, 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 oh it's humid, oy. Oh. and then you sit down and like it all just disappeared. And um, it was like that for everybody in the theater. Um, everybody was blown away. And I mean, as soon as the lights went out, everybody just stood up. It wasn't one of those things where like one person stands and then another person is like, okay, well now I have to stand. It was like a universal ovation and it was so well-deserved.
3: That's really nice to hear. I mean, we, we just, we want to make people happy and we want to make people laugh and forget about the troubles Mm -hmm. of this world, but at the same time connect to the idea of following your dreams and Mm -hmm. finding your place. Like those are stories I think we all Mm -hmm. go through. And so that's what this is about. But like, with so many jokes and laughs and fun music. And, like, that's the intention, is we just want to make people happy and kind of connect to their humanity.
1: What I loved, because, you know, I know you pretty well, um, was when something was really funny and I could see, (laughs) like, everybody on stage just, like... Not breaking at all, but just that like close step where it's like there could be some some cast Fine laughter happening. We
3: we're walking a line at all yeah, times. all times. It's so
1: so funny. So did you write the majority of this during lockdown?
0: Yeah, I would say I when you were just talking about how difficult the last nineteen months were. I was just thinking what a blessing this show was, at least for me and Alex, because mm-hmm. it gave us purpose every day. We were on Zoom nearly every day working on some aspect of it. And mm-hmm. um, I think it went through its transformation during the during the lockdown. Yeah, we, we, we had like a good sketch of it before mm-hmm. the
3: lockdown. And we were like, okay, I guess this is the show. But then lockdown happened and it became so, so, so much more. We wrote- yes. 10 new songs we wrote, it, it, t- it was totally different. And a lot of that I got to say is um, thanks to our director, Marshall Paylet, mm-hmm. who really, really helped us find the story and he helped us shape things and, mm-hmm. you know, he would read things with us. and
0: Help he, us just, see the big picture too. You know, yeah. we could get so lost in those little moment to moments and working on jokes and bits and little funny things. And yeah. he would always remind us, let's zoom out. Like, That's what right. is this? you know, moment serving and Mm -hmm. that would really help us shape things as well.
1: I loved all the moments that you all had individually as characters too. I mean, just like with the laser song, it was just so exciting and so fresh and so just fantastic. I really like, I'm praying that there's a cast recording that happens because I want to listen to it all the time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Listeners, I love you. Welcome back to the podcast season three. All right. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. Well, did you like those commercials? Yeah, me too. They were great. They didn't feature me. Yeah. What the fuck, Alan? They should have. But anyway, we're back here hi everybody again <laughs> hi. Now i'm yeah. excited that we get to share one of the songs from the show alex tell me about the song oh are we gonna do play one hit
3: song i think so okay amazing well
1: fabulous. Fabulous.
3: this is a song um that ben and my unnamed characters sing and this is um uh, a song that's about the 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 dream that we have. We're stuck writing these commercial jingles, which you can find out more at reginacomet.com, a commercial jingle for Regina Comet. Buy our vodka. Um, (laughs) um, But we're stuck writing these jingles, and we just want to write something that feels real. And so this song is our attempt to do that.
1: Awesome. All right, Alan, let's play it. Take a notebook, close your
3: eyes, point to any page, pick a couplet, fantasize, it happens on a stage. Every new pursuit is scary, but we've got all night. Grab your rhyming dictionary, that's the way to ride that one-hit song. What if I don't feel it? Why? Maybe we can steal it, I think it won't be long, on the way to one hit song.
0: Look, I wish the notes came faster, but it takes me time, and this notebook's a disaster. Writing's more than rhyme, plus a spark is not a fire. Hey, that's kind of smart Drop a beat and add a choir That's the way to start That one
3: hit song Now we're really moving
0: One hit song Gotta get the groove in I know we can't go
3: wrong On the way to one hit song Hit number one where we're meant to be Cause I am the music and you are the key It's just like we planned back when we were young We knew that our story was meant to be so. Sweating. No, you're glowing A toast to our careers And we'll shower in their praises Wrapping up the plot All because our song amazes So let's see what we've got Great, let's see it You go first Weren't you typing? I'm the worst We got nothing Guess we're stuck how this happened? Just our
0: luck Don't wanna say so long So long
1: You see, you see, we're recording this. So, and that was a recording. So (laughs) we didn't really just hear it, but gentle audience. It's amazing. I, one of my favorite songs in the show. Um, what is it like being the first musical back in New York, the first original musical to be up and running back in New York after all this craziness?
2: A little scary, uh, just on the COVID protocol part, because yeah. mm-hmm. you don't know if people feel safe to come back in the theaters, mm-hmm. if they want to wear the masks, <clears throat> excuse me, if um, uh, if somebody gets COVID, one of us gets COVID, or somebody on the crew gets, we, on I mean, we're, we're praying, but you know, that is always in the back of our head that this is, this could be over in a second. So just to like live yeah. and enjoy mm-hmm. and be in the moment with each other and just try to get everybody to see it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Now we're, we're of course hoping to be here and through November, but um, yeah, for, for me, the COVID part is a little scary.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, it's a big task being like, okay, I guess we're the first people to bring some joy and creativity mm-hmm. back to the people. Hopefully we do a good job at that. Hopefully people like what they're seeing, you know. But at the same time, on the other side of the coin, it's like we were born for this baby, you
3: oh, know. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Every day I'm just incredibly thankful I get to do the thing. So that's all I can really do is just every day I'm thankful that we get to do a commercial jingle for Regina Comet at (laughs) (laughs) reginacomet.com.
1: No, I've thought about that a lot too, because it's easy, especially when you're working, it's easy to get run down. It's easy to get a little jaded when you're doing like eight shows a week, understudy rehearsals on top of that, the fucking MTA, you know, Mm. on top of that. And it's like the pandemic taught me or reminded me about how much I love Doing what we do and how important it is to me, how much of a, how, how it's such a huge part of my life. And so, you know, it was really special being in a theater, seeing a new show without, like, I didn't know anything about it really. I heard some songs that you played for me, Alex, that I loved.
3: Yeah. I played you at the beginning of lockdown. I played you a song on the piano over Zoom. I played him, uh, say... Goodbye, the the, the duet that Ben is. Yeah. I was like, we just finished this. Do you want to hear a song Ben and I just wrote? And I played you a little song. I remember that so well. It was like one of the first weeks of lockdown.
1: God, thank God for you during lockdown. I (laughs) called him crying so many times over this, um, over that period. And um, also, I'm just so proud of all of you. And Alex, like you inspire me with like, you never stop writing uh, huh. I between mean, this and a movie that you uh, wrote and then got produced and filmed over the lockdown too. Yes.
3: Um, I, well, I'm just, you know, trying to write my way out of my existential dread, I guess. <laughs> um, but the greatest joy for me, like the, in, in the world, you know, more than, um, like me having a moment, and I don't mean this as I'm some kind of Mother Teresa here, but but I feel so excited when something that I've made, something that Ben and I have made is giving a platform for somebody else because like that's the closest I, that Ben and I get to feel to like being a parent. Mm. And knowing that like uh, something that we dreamed up, I, there were a couple of times Ben and I stepped back and we we're just like, holy shit,
0: yeah. Those are some of my favorite moments are, if not my actual favorite moments is when I'm not saying anything. I'm not doing anything. I get to sit back and listen to Alex sing. I get to sit back and listen to Bree sing. And I'm like, oh my God, like who wrote this? Holy <laughs> shit, I cannot <laughs> believe this. It's such
3: a rush. Yeah. I, I had a real emotional experience when, um, you know, Bree's song, The Girl Beneath the Lasers, that's the only scene in the show that I'm not in, or one of the only scenes in the show I'm not in. And I just got to Sit back and just watch it happen. I remember the first time you really sang that song. Mm. I was I was hiding under the (laughs) stage management table crying (laughs) because I just couldn't believe it.
0: I mean, we we'd never heard anyone sing the material, so like you're to hear it brought to life like that. It was so surreal, and not just the lasers song, but all of Regina's songs. It was so wild to hear such an expert technician you know, pour emotion into it. Like, it was awesome.
2: Well, y'all are really sweet, and you always deflect from the attention. But I will say, (laughs) we have to really give credit where it's due because we have this incredible marquee. We have producers behind this little show that could. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's a testament to who you are as performers and as people that so many people got behind you and put the money behind this project. And I just think why would I not want to work with people like this? It's like, it's very talented what you've done. Mm. I don't know if you've been told, <laughs> but um, I, I'm very proud to be a part of this because of who's who's leading the way. And you've surrounded the whole team with people who are caring and who know what they're doing and you know who understand and are open. And it's just a great experience. So... Mm. Let's give it, it credit.
3: Well, I hard. hope it continues to be, and you know, we'll just keep doing our best and like telling a story so people yeah. can laugh, you know. We yeah. just I need to, just to laugh.
1: Think, well, like it I mean, I don't really know what else to compare it to except thinking about back like with like Little Shop or uh, title of show, sure. maybe. A title of Show, Bat Boy, like these things that mm-hmm. happen downtown that everybody's buzzing about because nobody's seen anything like it before. Mm. <laughs> And it's like, when I posted about this on my Instagram, so many people were like, I was wondering how that is getting tickets, getting tickets, getting tickets. I want this to run and run for forever.
3: I, I, you know, it's, it's, it feels like beyond our wildest dreams, the show's even happening. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, so I'm just every, every time we get to be here and do this is like, holy shit. So I don't know. I don't know. I dream low so I can be surprised.
2: <laughs> We're working on self-talk. That was yeah. big, big lessons.
1: Now, this is yeah. something that I love to ask everybody. Um, Brie, what was your Broadway debut? Uh,
2: Ragtime. Yes. I
1: loved it.
2: The revival, of yeah, course. Yeah,
1: Christiane was yes. my first autry in Little Shop.
2: Oh, my god! I love
1: her so much.
2: Well, she taught me how to lead a show. I mean, mm. she... To this day, it's like I mo- I try to model after her because she was so – first of all, she had just had Rhiannon. Uh-huh. And so she was like six weeks out and just wow. positive, yeah. full of life, so professional. Like, <laughs> We could have a podcast just on Christiane. I, I adore her. I mean, So supportive, present, like – amazing. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool experience. Where you know,
1: were you when you got the call that it was going to Broadway? I
2: was in, well, I had done the Kennedy Center uh-huh. first. And so I was in Kansas city at the time where I'm from. Um, and they called and I remember I just like broke down crying <laughs> with my mom, even though I had done it and felt like it was mine already, but you know, I had to re audition. So, well, and then once I got the word, it was like, Oh my God, it was, it was so fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. And
2: it ran for two minutes. So, but a huge experience in my life, like a huge learning experience. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's always the ones that I love the most that don't last mm-hmm. as long as they should. So true. So um, true. Yeah. But that's beautiful. Um, and yeah. thank you for sharing that. Ben, your Broadway debut was new. It sure was. <laughs> Where were you when you got the call?
0: I was in my apartment in Inwood, um, and we had done. Are out of town at Paper Mill, and it was they were very clear like this was not a tr- you know, an out of town, it was just a regional production, and Liars. like don't expect anything. Liars, I know, right? And um, yeah, and then at the end of that run, they were like, So we're not, nothing's happening, but we are doing the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but nothing's happening. <laughs> Liars, we like, okay, okay, so I knew we had this. Performance coming up, but like no other info. And then it was just one random afternoon and I got the call and I like ran around my apartment, called my mom.
2: How old were you? Um, 22?
0: Yeah. Oh 22 my gosh, or twenty-three. Wow. Yeah, full baby. Yeah. yeah, it was thrilling. I mean, it was just like the best moment ever. It's like the moment I've dreamt of my whole life.
1: Yeah. Also, the fandom for newsies yes. was oh. incredible.
0: I mean, I was a part of that fandom about the movie. Same. You know what I mean? So I, it was pretty surreal. I am sh- I think I like watched the movie that day. I think I was like to celebrate. Or maybe when I got the call for paper mail, I watched the movie and was like, oh, I'm going to do this movie on
1: stage. Wow. They're like, what part? You know the guy in the movie, the only one who can sing? <laughs> 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 there's like only two newsies in the movie that can actually sing. It's right. like, for all that And I'm like, oh, there's a singer. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah. then like, open the gates. And I'm like, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, don't
3: forget Patrick's find. mother. Oh, oh, Patrick's mother who was unfortunately
0: cut from the stage
3: production. Dad, I know, Don't right. against humanity. I've
0: played the role though in stock. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh. stuff? Just the best 16 bars that's ever
1: been. Wasn't that the woman from Sister Act? I know, who was Who played, um, uh, uh, not the- Sister Mary? The, the
2: mousy one? The, yeah. the other, yeah, the
1: mousy mm-hmm. one. Oh, that's I don't know,
2: day, yes. I don't know.
1: Huh. I think
2: it. I think it
1: was. Patrick, darling. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Full Yes. God, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I used to joke. I. I mean, I don't know if I can even say this anymore. But I used to go around town being like, "Look at that Nilf." And they'd be like, "What?" And they'd be like, "Newsy, I'd like to." <laughs> 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 I know. Terrible. Terrible. Alex, your Broadway debut was Liz Estrada Jones. Liz Estrada Jones. Yeah. yeah, so
3: much like Brie, it ran for five minutes, and it was a big <laughs> learning experience. but yeah. it was quite an experience. Where were
1: you when you got the call for that?
3: They told us after our closing performance off Broadway, they gathered us all together and said, "You're going to Broadway." Oh, and we all cool. Yeah, it was oh, crazy, cool. and we all cried and hugged and you know called our parents, and it was it was a wild moment, and it was such a Whirlwind. We were there just a couple months later opening on Broadway. And then, like, you know, wow. we ran for probably a little less than two months yeah. or something and, and closed. And I remember feeling like I had been picked up by a cyclone and just, like, dropped mm-hmm. in the middle mm-hmm. of a field. And it took a long time for me to find my way back. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean back to Broadway. I mean, like, back to myself mm-hmm. after feeling like, who am I? How do I – how do I uh, – what do I do here? Mm -hmm. It was really crazy, but I'm very thankful for that experience. Mm -hmm. I think because of experiences like that, because of feeling left behind, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's part of what helped us write Regina Comet, Mm -hmm. is the feeling of feeling like no one's looking at you or is your moment gone? You Mm -hmm. had your moment and now it's no longer here. Mm -hmm. It's all those things as performers, those crazy adventures you go on that I think all kind of found their way into this little showbiz love story.
1: It's so good. I want to come see it again. I just do it. I love. Please. I love all the characters' journeys so much. I identify with each of them mm-hmm. in my own ways. And um, also, it gives you hope. Mm-hmm. you know, it's um, <clears throat> it reminded me that all of this doesn't have to be so serious.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: you know, all of this is is about joy and should be about joy. and um, you know, it was really beautiful for like being one of the first shows that I've gotten to see in, you know, years now, just to feel hope again. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I'm I'm so proud of all of you. I adore you all so much. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. No, thank Everybody you for having us. Oh my gosh. Ugh, thank you. Everybody, you must go see the show commercial, a commercial oh. jingle for Regina Comet. Where can they find tickets Alex?
3: ReginaComet.com. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come see the show. Message me on Instagram. Tell me tell me what you think. Um, and yeah, maybe I'll see you at the show too. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. And if you're interested in supporting the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. All right. We'll see you next time with Rory O'Malley. Ooh, exciting. Okay. Bye. Josh Swallows Broadway is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and myself, Josh Lehman, with associate producer Elizabeth Wheelis. And special thanks to our Patreon producers, David Rimmer and Josh Harris. You can join them. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. Leave a rating. Leave a review. I read them. This is how I continue living. Help me live. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for keeping Broadway alive and swallow you soon.